I'm Bob Shaw. You're listening to Top Shelf Hockey, where we bring you all things hockey all the time. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Top Shelf Hockey. We're kicking off a new season. Got some good news, and I got a guy who's really hyped up and ready to go. So, Mark, thanks so much for coming on today. Yeah, Bob, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Really, yeah, there's so much to cover today. So, uh, really looking forward to it. So, let's start off with. Uh, the first breaking news, and that is um, actually even before we get to that, I just had to react, get your reaction to this. So NHL.com had a headline today. that said Ovechkin's son skated for the first time, and that was like the Simba moment because <laughs> if that kid, you see, you've seen, uh, I'm sure you've seen uh, Ovechkin's Instagram post. That kid's got a wicked backhand, and uh, the fact that he's skating, I have a feeling he's going to be a heck of a hockey player. Yeah. So uh, speaking about that, I actually agree with you. Um, I did see some of the stuff uh, going around, some videos coming around. Um, it's, it's really, it's amazing him. Like when the, with the pucks all lined up, you know, he's backhanding them all into the net and he just got on the ice and Obi's carrying him around. It's really nice. And, uh, I got a buddy who's a massive Capitals fan. So, you know, I'm happy for him. He's already talking about Obi Jr. You know, but uh, yeah, it's, it's great. It's really amazing. It's cute and it's awesome. It's good for hockey. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think, uh, Ovechkin is just one of the, you know, obviously one of the greatest players right now, uh, and probably going to go down as one of the greatest, uh, definitely in the conversation, uh, for the best player ever, he's gonna. I think he can break Gretzky's goal record, and I think that'll be amazing to see. Because if you look at um, just his career, uh, he's had a couple of bad years in the in the uh, at the start of the 2010 2011, where he did, and again, bad for him is like 35 goals. Um, right, he's still he's still an elite player, and you know, there's some people saying that he's kind of gained a little bit of weight this year. Uh, he's not the same, but you know what? Um, they're counting on him only playing six more seasons of I think 35. goals. Even if he dips to 25, I think he can play eight more seasons as opposed yeah, to six. So, and so I think he, he's in great shape to break that record. What do you think about that? Yeah, so first of all, uh, yeah, so I definitely think he's one of the greatest goal scorers ever. I don't know if he's one of the – I don't know if he's one of the greatest players ever. I just you – know, I feel I think – I'm, I'm, a, I'm a more of a Sid guy. I think Sid's ahead of him. But um, I definitely think he's uh, uh, top three with Gretzky and Mike Bossy and goal score, greatest goal scorers ever. Um, and I definitely think he can break the record. He's what he's at like seven thirteen now. He's got to get to eight ninety four. You know that's approximately like a hundred and what, like like one hundred and eighty goals. Like and like you said, it's 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 not crazy even even if he goes even if he declines uh, to what's even twenty five thirty goals a year. Like you said, and even though on Ovechkin standards those aren't great, but one hundred percent I agree with you that he could definitely break the record, and he's definitely one of the greatest goal scorers and it's amazing to see him do it into his mid thirties. And um, especially when he won that cup and established his two way game, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah, no. And speaking of the caps, the, uh, the other thing that's really going to suck this year is the horrible news out of uh, yeah. Washington with yeah. Henrik Lundqvist, because I had the capitals having a great year. Um, I know they're going to play in the Southeast or the Southeast, the old Metro, <laughs> the Metropolitan. The Metro, yeah. Whatever that's going to uh, be. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm so I'm so used to like 2013 terms. So I keep calling. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. uh, Right. 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 But uh, I I agree with you 100 percent. I think that it was I was very excited for Samsonov because I like seeing the young goalies come in and play well. And it was great that he was going to go from Hopi, who is an excellent professional goalie. Right. You know, he's he's been a great goalie in this league uh, to Lundqvist, the king. Right. Like Hank, like it would have been great for him to just get mentored by a goalie who's been through so much and been there for so long. And it's been he's been he's been doing it for for so long and he's been doing it. He's been doing great. Like, you know, he's consistently been a great goalie in the NHL. Um, so, and just the, you know, like, I just think it's unfortunate for the Capitals as uh, um, from a fan perspective and 
from a goalie perspective in the sense that the uh, leadership and the um, the leadership and the quality of like as a hockey player and as a person you could have brought to that locker room and specifically for Samsonov. Yeah, no, I agree. I think if the Caps do go um, all the way, they ought to sign uh, Lundqvist as a goalie coach, sign him as anything. That's actually brilliant. Get, get his name on the cup because that guy is one of the oh, yeah. classiest players. Just oh, yeah. a great guy, an incredible goalie, and it sucks that he's won't, he won't be playing this year. Uh, yeah, really but I think, I, I think he'll be back next year. I really do, um, and we'll see. I, I, th- I think he'll be back next year, and I think he'll play for the Capitals because I think that's what he's committed to right now. But I definitely agree with you on the uh, goalie coach part. That'd be awesome for the Capitals. And again, like like I brought up, my my main point is that Samsonov's going to miss him in specific because you know that the goalies get along quite well usually, the backup and the starter. So um, if he if they can sign him as a goalie coach, I think it'd be a great move, and it would be awesome for both both sides. I agree. And you mentioned Holpe, and I'm I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but oh, I, yeah. I, you know I was Canucks. asked to cover this, or no, not the Canucks. The uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about the Canucks later on, like everything, but. Um, I am going to address the uh, Orca situation. I think, um, obviously, with Holpe and the, the mask, I think he did the right thing in apologizing. But I he think did. this whole, but I think the whole call about removing the Orca from the Canucks is completely ridiculous. The Orca has been a symbol uh, of Vancouver for a long time, uh, you know, with the killer whale, and everything in the city is associated with native art. I mean, whether it be the totem poles in Stanley Park, whether it be, uh, you know, one of the cool things the Canucks used to do, and I really miss this, and I think they should bring it back one of these days, is. Um, in the in the two thousands, when the Canucks used to always come out to U two with the streets have no name, and that was an epic intro, and it got everyone fired up. Right. But right before that, they used to have this really cool intro, and I I, I think it's on YouTube from like back in like the Nasland era, but they haven't done it in a long time. And they actually had an indigenous um artist who would come out and perform indigenous music like on the flute, and it was like this like pre, it was just this amazing tune that would they, that they'd put that on and then they'd put on the um uh youtube of the streets have no name and then you'd have luongo and naslin all the guys come out unbelievable so i think it's always been a part of the canucks um and i think this is uh, an opportunity by some people who either aren't hockey fans or just want to cancel culture everything that want to bring this down i think the coast salish chief has said that uh he's cool with it right i was gonna bring other, that up a lot of other chiefs have said they're cool with it and so i think you know i'm not gonna spend too much time on this um, right right i so yeah Right. So, so Bob, you're bringing up a good point, and I agree with you 100%. I think, uh, I think it's part of the history of the Canucks, and I think that, uh, like you said, I, I read a couple articles uh, on Sportsnet, one on uh, the score, another one, uh, just regarding what you were saying, that um, I'm not sure the Chiefs' name, I'm not familiar with it, so I don't want to just make up a name and say it, but uh, the First Nations around Vancouver were more than happy to allow the Canucks to continue using the killer whale as a symbol and as a logo. And I think it's good. And I think I'm happy that they, you know, they recognize that that's their logo and they're okay with it. Um, I, I'm even more impressed with uh, Hopi uh, being extra sensitive. You know, it's an, he's been playing in Washington his whole career and he just signed a two year deal uh, really to help out Demko and DiPrietro. Right? We'll get to that later. But um, I just think it's very good that it, and it shows what, what type of person he is, not just a hockey player, but just uh, just being extra sensitive out there and making sure he's, uh, you know, getting hockey fans from different cultures and whatever, making sure everybody's comfortable. And I'm I'm very impressed with what he did. Yeah, no, for sure. And the the other thing that we, before we even get to the concept, there's so many things about Hopi here. You know, I always give the Leaf fans a hard time that you know it's the worst mark in Canada, the most worst mark in the world. But what the Canucks fans did to Hopi's wife was absolutely horrible. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you yeah. heard about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I did. they basically, uh, you know, these people are messaging on Twitter. These like complete losers and they're just you know they're going after these people i think they they actually convinced tyler to wife or his girlfriend not to um 
sign here again because you know these, these people kept messaging her on Twitter. Yeah, saying, yeah, you know, I saw like, that. Sign with the Canucks, sign with the Canucks, and I think you know uh, players they don't want to put up with that. Obviously, you're right. No, you're right, hundred percent. I yeah, you know, obviously there's other reasons why we didn't keep the Foley. There's the financial reasons, but I yeah, think yeah. Um, even Canadian players, and, and is, you know, I read Burke's book and he talks about this. Um, even Canadian players don't want to play in certain Canadian teams for this reason, because, right. um, you know, you've got this, you know, Kevin, B, you know, it's one thing for an American player like Kessler to say he doesn't like it, but even Kevin BX to talk about it. And he said, look, when you're having a bad year, when we had those bad years right after the finals run, uh, you know, he, you'd hear about it because you can't go anywhere in Vancouver and not expect to get recognized. Right. These guys are going to get recognized right. wherever they go. And so I think that's just, you know, that's one more thing. I feel bad for Holt because he's, he's got a two-year deal. And at this point, I don't think he'd be too upset if uh, Seattle were to claim him or a different team right. him because he's a great goalie. But the market here, you know, it's a great market. And don't get me wrong, but it is also a fickle market and also a very um, uh, cancel culture market, if, if you will. Right. Just just expand on what you're you're saying before we move on. I I definitely agree with you, and I can definitely relate to you because I'm from Toronto, right? And I play here like hockey, and I'm a massive Leafs fan and a massive hockey fan. And I agree with you, like like you said, like you like you were just saying, and like all like all players from really m- most Canadian markets, except Ottawa, don't want to throw a shot at them. But honestly, like other than Ottawa, like if you're not playing well, they let you know. And if you're playing well, you're the most loved people in the city. So I agree with you on the Hopi saga. What's going on? A hundred percent. I feel bad. Um, and to fully, you, you, you could be right that that's a valid reason that he's not staying there. But like you said, after regard, like about his wife, right. But you can also say as well, because the financial implications about with the Canucks cap in the future, and we don't know if it's going up. Right. Um, and, uh, another thing is that I believe, I believe to fully is from, unless I'm wrong. I thought he's from the Montreal area. Am I wrong or? Toffoli, I, I'm not sure where he's from. I, no, he's not. He's I, from, I sorry, he's from Scarborough. He's from Scarborough. That's on me. That's my bad. But I think that he wanted to play in a Canadian market, and I think I think the financial implications were the main reasons. But you could very well be right. Obviously, we'll never find out. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, anyways, moving on. So I want to get to some real other hockey stuff. So enough about this. I didn't want to spend too much time on that. But all right, yeah. So the next news I want to get to is obviously the uh, uh, the NHL season. We got 56 games, um, all Canadian division. I don't know if we're going to see teams in Canada. Uh, I think BC has been more of a, a tougher sell to get um, permission. I think the other six provinces are mostly down with the agreement. Um, so it, what do you think about the all Canadian division? Again, I know we talked about this a little bit last time. I'm not the greatest fan of it, but you know, I think we're going to start off seeing something like the Canucks are going to play the Flames nine straight games or something. Like I don't know. Did you hear about that? Yeah, so uh, just to touch on what you said a little bit and to expand a little further on it. Uh, Bob, I heard that uh, what you about what you just said. I heard that the, the the teams are preferring to play a more baseball like schedule in the sense that how the Jays will go down to like a three day road trip and play three games in three days. So I I am not sure if they're playing nine straight times because I think how it would work is six games they're going to play each other about nine or ten times, but I don't know if it's going to be in a row. But regarding um, my opinion on it, I happen to be a huge fan, and obviously you can tell why. Um, uh, beso- besides the fact, so obviously I'm a fan because I think my team is the favorite to win the division of the Leafs, obviously. Um, that's obviously on favor. We don't know. Uh, we don't know. We have to wait till they play, obviously. But I have a pretty good feeling about it. Um, secondly, uh, regarding the Canadian division, I think it will just be great because all us Canadian fans will be into it. And um, I just think it's going to be great for TV ratings and for sports. And we've had a bad year in TSN. And I think it'll be great for 
building rivalries amongst the Canadian teams. Like you can have a Toronto Montreal playoff in the first round. We haven't had that in years since, um, I don't know, was it the early nineties? I think it was the last time that happened. Um, it's, it's Toronto Ottawa. It hasn't been at 15 years since 04, 2003. It's been a while. And to have something like the uniqueness that we can have McDavid and Matthews and Pedersen and Thomas Shabbat, et cetera, et cetera. Like, could have Carey Price, you know, like just to have these type of guys in the same division every night with this caliber, like, and with the teams being so close and with, with every team, including Ottawa on the upswing, even though Ottawa is still rebuilding and we consider them behind everybody else a tier below, but there's still, it's going to be competitive games with Ottawa, especially with what they did in the off season. And if Matt Murray could pan out, but I'm just very impressed with, I'm not impressed. I'm very excited for uh, the potential the Canadian division has to give. And obviously, we have to make sure that all the provinces are on board. And like you said as well, um, we hope that BC uh, could get on board with us. Because it seems like Ontario, uh, the last report we got from Friday from Elliot Friedman was that Ontario wants the Leafs in the sense to stay. Quebec is uh, obviously interested as well. Uh, Manitoba and Alberta seem like they're good to go. So I think it comes down to you guys. And uh, I guess we'll see. But I'm very excited. I hope it works out. Um, I, I just think it'll be great for Canadian hockey fans just to be walking in the street next to, uh, I don't know, a Canucks fan or a Flames fan. Because, you know, they're scattered everywhere. We got fans. You know, they're, you know when you walk into the building in Vancouver, there are Leaf fans there. When you walk into a building in Toronto, you got Canucks fans, right? Like, so it's just great to see. And I think it's going to be amazing for Canada. And I think, yeah, I just, it's just I'm very, very excited. Yeah, no, you I you know what? I will admit um, I – was not a fan of the regular season being like this, but you've got a great point when it comes to the playoffs because, you know, we haven't seen, obviously, the Leafs' uh, Battle of Ontario series. We know the Battle of Alberta series is, is our oh, always yeah. great. Oh, yeah. And Pop- so, must watch. You know, like, Popcorn, if you've got everything. a chance... Yeah, if you've got a chance to watch, you know, Flames and the Oilers go at it, that'll be a great series. The chance to see... Um, uh, Battle of Ontario. Obviously, the Canucks. I think are going to be kind of you know Canucks Calgary is a great series. Oh yeah, um, you guys are great you with know, everybody. So, just... You're right. You're right. From a playoff perspective, from a playoff perspective, the fact that it's going to be top four in each division move on, and you're going to see, um, uh, you know, like that's the playoffs because you know it's, it's fantastic. It's also great for Canadian teams because that means we're guaranteed to at least be in the playoffs. Oh, there it is, Bob. That's exactly what I want to touch on next. We have a guaranteed spot in the final four. That's that's incredible. Yep, and I'm you know like think about it like that. I'm saying you can think about it from your Canucks, any team. Just you look at this type of division, and I just I think another thing I want to bring up. Um, this may be a little off the wall, but it's okay. I think to bring up, um, we're gonna show Batman a little bit of how we feel because I'm not sure what your opinion is, and I kind of want to ask. I wanted to bring this up with you. What is your opinion with Batman and the Canadian teams? Because I'm not. We've been trying to get Quebec City a team, right? And I don't think he loves hockey. And uh, I mean, Canadian, like the teams in a sense. I think he's obviously leaning towards the U.S., which is fine because they do have uh, three, uh, 380 million people as opposed to us. Well, we got like 39. So I do understand that. But the passion that Canadian fans has have are a second to none. So I just think it's going to be a little bit of a shot at Batman to see the ratings in Canada go ballistic when you have every night you got the Leafs, Habs, you got the Canucks, Flames, you got the you got the Battle of Ontario, the Battle of Alberta, you got the Jets, you know, you know Line A Matthews. There's so many good, there's so many p- potentially good matchups that we have in these divisions. So I think, like in in my head, I just look at it like to show Gary Bettman, not not to say screw you, but just like give us a little bit more respect because I feel as though, and I I've spoken to many people about this, and I feel the same way. The Canadian teams don't get it's like they don't get the respect for it. It's 
in, in the sense he's all doing it for the American market. And that's how I feel. And I think that's another thing I want to bring up. Yeah, so I'm going to start off by pandering a little to myself because the thing is, is I actually did an episode with a couple of buddies of mine um, on Gary Bettman. We just we broke down Gary's legacy. Um, this was back in the spring. And, um, you know, I, I like you, I started off hating the guy because every Canadian hockey fan hates the guy. And it's just it's just a rite of passage. You know, you boo the guy. Um, he's got that punchable looking face. <laughs> oh, he you're just, on it. He's just, you know, he's just, and, and he looks, there is a little smugness to him. Like, I remember there was an interview where uh, he was doing it with Ron McLean back in the day. I think this was back before Winnipeg had a team. This was when the, the Phoenix was in a financial mess, um, which they still are. But uh, back then, it, the league was about to take over. And I remember every time, Ron, and look, I'm not the biggest Ron McLean fan, but every time Ron would ask him a question, uh, Gary has this, uh, thing where he wanted to get this like smug answer across and look I get it you know the press are you know you can call them fake news hate them all you want but um, Gary gave it back as much but after reading Burke's book and kind of understanding the business out of it and again I'm not I'm not saying that um, the model doesn't work Gary's model uh, according to Burke and other people is that he believes that for example if there's no team in Quebec City those human beings the people in Quebec are still going to watch the Habs game right so they're still they're so they're still making money off of them but he thinks if you bring him down to, for example, if Seattle, you know, if Arizona, if Arizona relocates to, to Houston, which I am 100 percent sure is going to happen in five years, I don't think Arizona is going to be able to sustain it. And Houston wants a team. They want the battle of the, the league will pipe up the battle of Texas. Houston, again, that's two teams in the Texas area closer to Mexico, uh, another market that they want to tap into. Um, so I think for him. It's going to be like that's that's the league's philosophy. As far as this goes, I think this is going to be great because by far uh, the majority of the revenues come from Canada. And on top of that, as much as everyone hates the Leafs fans, they're the ones that buy most of the merchandise and the, and the revenue. You. And they Thank still they still it. form they still form most of the revenues. Um, so there's that perspective. The other, the other thing about Gary, you know, overall his Canadian record, and I, you know, I'm not going to spend too much time on him here because we did a whole episode. He did put in some kind of Canadian assistance program, apparently in, in the late '90s when our dollar was weak. Right, and that's the that's the other thing. I don't think uh, Hamilton or Quebec can get a team uh, strictly off the dollar. Right, that's that's right a good now, point. Again, Bob, I just want to say, uh, sorry to interrupt you for a second. I just want to bring this up. Um, I believe that. I believe I don't hate Gary. I I didn't mean to. If I sound like that, I didn't mean to bring sound. No, like no, that. no, dude. You have every reason to hate Gary. I'm not. I'm not I'm saying not it right. No, Gary. but I'm not saying it like um, I hate. I him. agree with you. I agree with you. But I just think that I think that it's important to know that I I don't feel we get the amount of respect as Canadian hockey fans as we should. Uh, the recognition isn't the same, right? That's that's what I believe. I don't hate him. No, no, you're you're 100 right. And look, don't get me wrong. There's the dollar aspect. There's the people right. aspect. Obviously, um, they may have more people in the U.S., but we've got more people who like hockey. Right. And that's a fact. But, but again, he, you have to realize good. from his perspective is that he which which this is why I'm not I don't hate him as much as some of my friends do in the sense that I look at Gary Bedman and I'm like, I understand his philosophy. I have not read book Burke's book. I'm actually in the middle of James Duffy's book, The Beauties. It's phenomenal. Fantastic. I'm going to get it to Burke's book, but I've not read it. So I, I'm not on the same page as you with Gary right now. But I do understand his philosophy of that. There are 380 million people that we can appetize in the States. That's a lot. That, that number is substantially higher than the amount in Canada. And in Canada, you know, everybody's born and bred hockey. So if you can yeah. get this market in Seattle going, like the, the Seattle Thunderbirds, for example, the WHL team where Matt Barzell played. They got a packed house every night. You don't get that in every WHL stadium. So he knows the potential there. And you see the season ticket sales in Seattle are through the roof. And you see the potential you have there. 
So that's what I believe. And that's why I, before I, I didn't want to sound like I hated him. I just, I understand his philosophy in the sense that I get why there's three teams in California. I get why New York has the amount of teams that have two teams plus Jersey. I understand it because the amount of people to feed in the States are substantially higher than the amount of people you have to feed in Canada and Canada, you know, you're getting that automatic interest as opposed to the States um, where you may not. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. And uh, I think you, you spoke about the right thing when it comes to Seattle because, uh, you know, even the Seahawks, which are, you know, the NFL, right. uh, 10% of their season ticket holders are Canadian. So there's a there's a huge um, connection between the two cities of Vancouver oh, sure. and Seattle. Uh, Bob, um, when the Jays so go think, play there. When the Jays go play in Seattle. So yeah, yeah, exactly. When the Jays, the Jays the play in Seattle, everyone from Canada goes oh, down. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Home game. 100% right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I um I, I used to hate Gary like as much as everyone. I hate him less now, but there is still I amount there's still amount of there is there is a amount of dislike that I understand where it comes from and he does have questions to answer for. Um at the same time, um I understand that uh you know he's done some good things as well. But anyway, so uh, the next thing I wanted to get to was the world juniors. And I'm gonna start off Bob, here. Bob. Um before we get yeah. to the world juniors, can I bring up Arizona because you touched on something very interesting. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, thank you. Okay, so first of all, yes, I think we agree with Gary that we both don't love him, but he he is I, I like like you like yourself. I don't hate him as much as some other Canadian fans do. Um, regarding Arizona, you just brought up something that's intriguing. Uh, you believe they're going to move to Houston in a few years? I disagree with you, and I just I disagree with you for one name. That's why I think what Arizona has, and I think you know what I'm about to bring up right now. Just for mm-hmm. I just want to briefly bring this up because I think it's important. Um, the name is Austin Matthews. That name is going to save Arizona. Um, the, if you look, again, I have a couple of buddies that live there who play hockey there. So I do know a little bit more than the average Canadian about Arizona. I happen to think the weather's beautiful as well. I do know this. This is what I know. I know that the highest percentage in growth in USA hockey in the past five years, by far, has been Arizona. I'm not, exact, I'm not going to name statistics because I'm not exactly sure, but I'm pretty sure that it's close to 21% growth rate, 21% over the past like two years or something. And it's been going up like crazy. And they're building new arenas. ASU hockey, right? Arizona State University, the Sun Devils, they're they're turning into this. People want to play there. Hockey players are going there to play NCAA hockey. They're turning into a legitimate Division One program. They're building a beautiful new $200 million state-of-the-art arena, a beautiful facility. Um, and I just think that they, they do need a new arena situation, Gila River Arena. Um, they did. They do have a new owner now, Xavier. I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, so I don't want to say it wrong, but his first name is Xavier. Uh, he's a very successful Latvian owner. He's the first Latvian owner in NHL history. And they, their franchise is in pretty good hands. Uh, I love Bill Armstrong. Love Bill Armstrong. I, think, I, think, I don't know if you heard his episode on Spin Chicklets. I love him as a human being. I think he's a great general manager and a great leader for the Coyotes. And he's gonna get, I feel like he's going to get them to be a more relevant franchise. And I also believe, like I said earlier, that the fact that Austin Matthews was born there and he was born and raised there to play. He was a phenomenal athlete. He was playing baseball and football growing up, I think even basketball. He chose hockey because he loved it the most because he saw Shane Doan, he saw Daniel Briere. And look what he's turned into. And I just think that that, that one player, that one player, I know – Seth Jones has come out of Texas, and Caleb Jones has been a few players. But Austin Matthews, just his name, and just the amount of respect you have to have that Austin Matthews grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, I think that's solidifying Arizona to be a franchise. I think 
the Florida Panthers, not Tampa Bay. Florida may be, may be a bigger possibility in my opinion. But that's just how I feel about uh, Arizona. And just I think that their franchise is in good hands with a good owner, a good president, a good GM. I love Rick Talkett as a coach. They have some good intriguing players there. But, um, you know, speaking about Team Canada, we're about to talk about Team Canada's captain last year, Barrett Hayden, a phenomenal player coming up. Like, I just um, I feel that they're safe. Again, that's my opinion. No, I, I, you're, you, you made it, you, you brought up some great points. And I also agree the other advantage Arizona has as opposed to Texas is there are a lot of people. I'm sure you guys know that on the East Coast, people go down to Florida oh, yeah. in the wintertime. Uh, we all, everyone from the, from the Vancouver area goes down to Arizona for the golf and the right. weather and all that. So, you know, you do have retired Canadians living there that, you know, if they want to watch hockey, a team there that they can, you know, go visit, even if they right. want to watch the Canucks and play the Coyotes. Have... It makes, and they, yeah, so they, they do have some advantages, right. but. You know, I don't want to go all Ron McLean here on you, but <laughs> our, but uh, we're running out of time a little bit. Yeah. So I do want to cover the World Juniors, and then you brought you want to bring up a couple more things. So uh, let's do the Juniors first. I'll admit, I um, I wasn't the biggest. Uh, I'm not the biggest World Juniors fan because I spent most of my Christmases in Seattle, so I never got the whole hype of the World Juniors. But this year, uh, right? So first of all, yeah. So th- this year, you know, I I hear that uh, we uh, you know we've got a great Canadian team. So why don't you talk about the Canadian? Sure. Because I hear it's like. It's great depth. Sure, yeah. So first of all, I'm sure Bob, just for your just to ask you, are you more into it this year? Cause like you said, there's uh the borders closed and you're not in Seattle. So and there's no NHL hockey. So I'm assuming you're a little bit more interested this year than a regular year, aren't you? I agree. I will be watching it because uh, you know, there's no other hockey. Right, on, right, so, exactly, um, exactly. Yeah. You know. So I'm just gonna say, uh, from the top, Canada, I was very disappointed the Rangers didn't win to Lafreniere for the tournament. Um, I thought that was really gonna happen because Again, they're 100% right, just as much as the Leafs are right that Nick Robertson's not going to the U.S., because that's a big blow for them as well. He's staying because uh, training camp's opening January 1st, I think about, or January 3rd, uh, whatever it is. Um, so um, training camp's opening then, so they don't want to miss it with quarantine and everything. But I do want to talk about Canada, and something that uh, Team Canada has, like they have every year, but this year in specific, is the depth of the forward group. 19 first-round picks on the roster. Think about that for a second. Wow. I want to bring up a stat. Finland, the U.S., Sweden, and Russia have the combined amount of first-round picks that Canada has on their roster. 19 first-round picks. It's incredible to think about. And the roster on paper, we got our captain named yesterday, Kirby Doc. I love him. Bowen Byram, Dylan Cousins, just, just notable names. Um um, I love, I'm a huge Cole Perfetti fan, huge. I love him as a player. The Jets got a gem in him. Um, just to name a few players off the top of my head, obviously Quentin Byfield, Jamie Drysdale, Bowen Byram, uh, Justin Barron, Caden Goulet. Uh, it's just a, uh, Andre Turgeny, a great coach. Um, our goaltending situation's interesting. Taylor uh, Gauthier, I believe his name is, and uh, uh, Dylan Garandy, I think it is, and the other one, uh, oh, sorry, or maybe D- uh, Dylan Levy. I'm not familiar with the goalie so well. One's undrafted. One went in the sixth round this year. Um, yeah, so I'm just very excited. The overall depth of the group is second to none. Uh, the guys like Phil Tomasino, Dawson Merker, Dylan Holloway. It's it's just it's an incredible group of players. They're obviously the favorites, and it sucks there's gonna be no fans there. But I'm just I'm stoked. Um, one player who I would uh, who I who I who I think is gonna be the most intriguing to watch on the team. Uh, in my opinion, is going to be um, Dylan Cousins. Um, I'm not a Sabres fan, neither are you. Uh, Dylan Cousins, the Sabres have been searching for a second-line center for years. They thought they had it in uh, KC Middlestat. They didn't. D- 
Dylan Cousins uh, had a point had a point per game last year in the World Juniors. Obviously, he's one of the returnees this year for Team Canada. So um, I'm very excited to watch him play. He's a great player, great leader on the team, and I'm just very excited for him. And obviously, Kirby Doc, you know, an NHL player, and he played in the NHL last year, had a solid rookie year, and he's playing for them now. So I'm just very excited. Anybody you're very intrigued about on Canada? Absolutely. And well, actually, he's not on Team Canada, but the Canucks have Vasily. Yes, I was going to bring him up for the Russian team. So, yeah, why don't you bring him up first and then get to your one or two things because we got about four minutes. No problem. So, go with Vasily first. So, Pat Colson. So, I, oh, and we also have uh, us Leaf fans have Rodim Amirov there as well. Um, Pat Colson, he's he's a great player. Um, I love watching him play. He's got pure skill. He's going to play with our guy, Amirov, in the first line. Um, I'm not, I, I'm not sure if they finalized their lines yet, but he's going to be the third winger there. Um, um, or, or the center. I'm not sure what they're doing, what their plan is, but I like Pat Colson a lot. Um, I look at his game. I see him more of a modern type power forward, right? Am I, what, what do you think? Yeah, I think, you know, look, I'll be honest. Uh, I did. So he's only 18 or 19 years old. Um, his offensive stats haven't been great because he's playing right, in the KHL. Right, right. Um, so I did turn on him a little bit, but at the same time, everyone's saying he's not expected to be the goal scorer. He's going to come in there and play, you know, your second line, third line, and be a physical presence. And God help us, the Canucks need physical right, help because if you look at that team, right, it, they need the physical I wanted help. To, right, I wanted to touch on the Canucks a little bit. Um, just what are your thoughts, first of all, uh, Hoglander? Okay, this guy's scoring highly real goals left and right. Hoglander, I think he's he's a great. He's one of our. He's probably our top prospect. Um, you know, his, his stats are pretty unreal. Everyone's hyped about him around him, uh, about him around here. And, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, some are saying he might crack a team this year. I think that might be a, a stretch. Um, I'd say give him one more year before you see right. him here in the NHL. Right. And, and what about, what are your thoughts on, I'm saying this guy was unbelievable. He was a, he was a class act in the OHL, Ali Levy. He was the captain of the best of the night team. That was the best in junior hockey, one of the best ever. That night, seem one they want. Yeah, so I get he, Holly Levy. Funny story. I think a lot of people have turned on him here because you know he's been drafted for a few years right. now, um, and he hasn't come up. But um, you know, I, I think he'll make the team this year. Um, the other guy everyone's really excited about is we finally got Jack Rathbone out of free agency. Uh, huge prospect coming up from the college right. system. I'm really excited about. Very him. similar. He's very um, similar to like Adam Gaudet. No. Well, which Adam Gaudet? Gaudet. Yeah, I think well, well Rathbone's on defense, so um I mean in the sense that there's college uh, hype around him. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right about yeah. that. Um I remember there was a big free agency thing and like the fact because I think the Oilers were in on him and someone else yeah. was in on him too, and the fact that we got right, him. That's huge. huge surprise. Right. Huge uh, surprise. Anyway, so um what are the last two Yeah, things so I wanted to bring up about the Canucks. Really I wanted to ask you a few questions because I don't usually get to talk about them because again I'm a lease fan and everything. You know, the Canucks Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so your thoughts on the camp cap implications in the future with you guys. Uh this Pedersen deal is coming up. Quinn Hughes, obviously. I feel like you guys, uh, similar, I want to bring up the Leafs for a second, how the Leafs kind of brought everybody up together, um, as opposed to the Canucks more came in like one at a time, in the sense that when Brock Besser came in, had his miraculous rookie year, and then Pedersen came up, and then Quinn Hughes came up, as opposed to the Leafs, they just, Nylander played a year before, but they but he only played like 25 games, and they all grew up together. And I think that's a very important aspect of the Leafs, that, when they one day you can roll your eyes at me, like everybody does. But one day when they do win the cup, I think Brennan Shanahan and uh, the front office is going to bring up how important it was that they grew up together. And not that the Canucks didn't, but just cap cap implication wise, the reason why the Leafs were able to get Tavares was because uh, they they had everybody on the same timeline there. So I think with you guys, it's a little harder to see the likes of uh, Tyler Toffoli leave, 
Um, I just think that's big. And obviously you got Nate Schmidt, but you lost Chris Tanev and losing Jacob Markstrom. Like, I just want to ask you about that kind of like, like assuming we have this Canadian division, right? You're going to see Markstrom at least nine times, right? Like that's a, what was, yeah, that's, that's, that's terrifying for yeah. fans. Cause I'll admit there's so, you know, again, look, they're a great team. They perform great in the, in the playoffs, but here's the thing. Um, you know, Markstrom was saving our butt night in and night out. There'd be so many games where you, you know, the Canucks would somehow win four three or three two, and you know, we'd all be happy that Pedersen scored the goal or Bo Horvat came up. I love Bo. By the way, Antoine I love. Had a great... I love Bo Horvat. I think. Sorry to interrupt you. He is one of, in my opinion, one of the most underrated players on NHL. I love his leadership, and I'm saying in the playoffs, the guy was a machine. Oh, absolutely! That that goal against St. Two Louis, of them. Three guys. Two goals. Two two guys, and then you got yeah. and he beat the goal as well. So it was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I agree. Facing Markstrom, uh, you know, all these times in a Canadian division is gonna be to- terrible. Right. At the same time, at the same time, Nate Schmidt is right. upgrade yeah, on Nate the blue line because right. the Canucks, because the Canucks blue line was not good last year. I mean, it was Quinn Hughes, Edler, and then you know it just dropped right. off. Right, and you're saying right, and Chris kind of like like I was saying like I have a couple buddies who. Uh, who, uh, who like, you know, whatever we talk hockey, and they're all saying, like, oh, yeah, the Canucks got hosed, right? He lost Hannah, and they lost Markstrom. I'm not the biggest Hannah fan. I, I did not want the Leafs to sign him. Not that he's not a great player. He's an excellent player. He's just very injury prone, and I feel like Nate Schmidt will bring it every night for you guys, and I think that was an excellent deal, and you guys really won that. What was it, a third-round pick for Nate Schmidt? I think so. Yeah. No, you're right. I th- well, I, I'm I'm a little bit of the opposite on you. I do. I I think I love Tanev, even despite his injuries. He's he's been great for us, and you know he's definitely a fan favorite. Problem with Tanev though was clearly the money. Yeah. I think Calgary just offered him. Calgary just offered him more money than I think Tanev should have gotten. Right. Um, also, I also and, love- you know you can't you can't compete. Right. With that. When I see Calgary, I see them as a win now team. Right. They got a win now. They got contracts coming up. Their captain's 37 years old. They needed a big goalie. Big save. Dave wasn't the answer. And. I feel like you guys are, in the sense, more comfortable with um, having Demko and I, I having Demko and having. I, I, no one talks about them. no one talks about him, but Di Pietro. Oh yeah, Di, Di Pietro in the system. Oh, that that guy's, uh, you know. Yeah, he's, he's gonna uh, play for Utica this year, as long as the HL has the season. He'll probably play for Utica. I uh, hope he's really a stopgap, right? And I like it. It's kind of like, it, it's it's again like, and honestly. Um, I just, I, again, you guys will miss Markstrom, but this is how teams grow. Like, you know, the Leafs, like Freddie had an off year this year. You know, everybody's trashing Freddie, right? But Freddie Anderson, yeah. he had a tough year this year. But in the past couple of years, like the Leafs, like you said about the Canucks, like they'd win games 4-3 and, right, they'd win a lot of these type of games, one goal games. Freddie would just bail us out night in, night out. We'd get outplayed, outshot, outmuscled, you know, and Freddie would bail us out. So when the Leafs get 105 points, you're like, holy, they had a great year. At the end of the day, if they win 10 games, Four three or three two or five three because Freddie plays phenomenal. Now one year he only plays he only, he he doesn't steal he only steals five games as opposed to ten. That's what happens. So it just it's gonna be good. It's gonna be more of uh, the team's gonna have to be you know bring it every night. It's not just gonna be oh we can rely on our goalie as much as Braden Hope he could have a great year and Demko could have a great year. We we don't know. You know what I mean. I, no, I agree with you. I think, uh, anyways, I got to cut it, got to run, and um, got to end this here. But one quick thing on the goalie goalie situation, you're right. Um, you know, the fact that uh, Markstrom hit so many of our our liabilities was um, was a was a you know it was crazy because I, I you know right before COVID happened, you know we saw the dump, uh, and the Canucks were you know they got lucky on it that Markstrom recovered. The other thing um, is, I think with the playoffs, look, it's top four. Everyone's got the Canucks fifth. I I think the Canucks will make the playoffs and. Even if they're the fourth spot, uh, I think the Leafs are going to be in the playoffs for sure. I don't know if they'll be number one. Um, I think the Oilers are going to make it. And then, you know, 
I'll admit, between Calgary, Winnipeg, Austin, Montreal, I have no clue. But I do think the Canucks will be there, even if they're fourth. Um, sure. Yeah. So the last word. I I as well think. Uh, I so I agree with you on most of that. Uh, my my prediction, honestly, if I were to think about it, I think it's going to be. I think a lot of people are overrating Montreal because they did have a good off season, but like they still don't have that number one guy. Like Suzuki could develop into that. Kakaniemi could develop, but Pedersen, right? Besser, these guys are stars. Like I don't see Montreal having that. They have good players, but uh, like Gallagher's a thirty goal scorer. Right? Toffoli's a good player, but I just don't see them. I see Toronto finishing one again. That's my biased opinion. I see Calgary's a number two. I see. And I see, I'm not really three and four. I'm not sure because it's really, I see Winnipeg again. Winnipeg can have a group effort. They have a great team. No one's talking about them. They did, they have prospects coming up. Uh, you guys, Winnipeg, right? Montreal. It's it's Edmonton, right? The Oilers, like with Drysdale on McDavid. You never know. So I, I don't really have a prediction yet, but I'm just, I'm very excited. That's really what I am, just to see hockey again in the World Juniors and everything. It sounds good, man. We'll leave it at that. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, you know, it was, it was great. Yeah, Bob, and, thanks uh, so much for having me. Definitely come on again, it. and we'll talk more.